Hey, what's going on, guys? Your boy D checking in once again. You already know what time it is. It's time for that Brotherhood Podcast episode number four. On this episode, I'm bringing to you my brother Curtis. He's joining the show to talk to you guys a little bit about fitness, a little bit about himself, a little bit about nutrition and health. It's going to be a real good episode. Stay tuned. It's coming to you in five, four, Three, two, one, let's go. My boy, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. How are you? Can't complain, bro. Just got out work not too long ago, man. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, spent the day. Hanging out with my brother, doing a little bit of shooting at the range, cooking some food on the grill. Pretty oh, good day yeah. all around. Are uh, you going to shooting at the range now? Yeah, so I got my I got my license. So oh, I've been, yeah, yeah. Good, bro. Good shit. Yeah, man. That's what's up, man. We have to hit up a range sometime. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So how's everything with uh, you and uh, Ashley and the family, man? Everything's good. Everything's good, man. Yeah, no, uh, no complaints. Ashley's doing well. She's upstairs studying for her CPA. Oh, well, so, but... yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got your invite to uh, that wedding in Jamaica, man. Congrats again, bro. Thanks, man. Hopefully, yeah, you man. can make it. Plan on getting out there. Word. All right, good. That's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Awesome. Good shit. Um. But yeah, this this is our fourth episode of the Brotherhood Podcast. Got my brother CJ on the show. Been a supporter since day one for the Brotherhood Project, man. Since day one, man. Appreciate you a lot for that, bro. Um, one topic I wanted to get into was um, was fitness, because I know my brother CJ is definitely very into fitness, very into health, very into nutrition, and. Uh, all of that, so I definitely wanted to get him into that, into uh, talking about that a little bit. Um, CJ, you want to talk a little bit about your history, like behind yourself and your journey up until where you are today? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so essentially, uh, when I decided I was going to start working out, um, I was probably like a buck 40, a buck 45, like so, and uh. And I just decided, you know, <clears throat> I I didn't want to be, you know, a little guy anymore and muscle mass and start lifting. And things were working out pretty well. And next thing I knew, lots of different people were asking me for advice and for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided uh, one day I, I was I was at the gym and, and I had talked to an individual who wanted me to help them train a little bit. So I decided I was going to help that person. And my and my now fiance girlfriend at the time was like, Ashley um, was like, why don't you just start training if you love it so much? You're clearly super dedicated to working out for yourself, and now a lot of other people want your help. Like, why don't you just start training and actually making money to help people? Because mm-hmm. at first I didn't even think of that, and I was like, wow, that's actually pretty smart. Let's do that. So I uh, I found myself going to I would call it, um, I guess, more of a vocational school because it was just specifically focused on personal training. But 
was extremely thorough. It was a full-time school where I went Monday through Thursday, um, 8 a.m. to 3 or 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, the first half of the day was focused on lecture. Second half of the day was hands-on. We had to take a test every two weeks. It was a six-month program, so it wasn't like one of those weekend certifications where you you start Friday and you're certified by Sunday or Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this, this was six months, so it was very extensive. Learned a lot about everything you need to know about training, um, periodization, how to set things up, all the way down to muscle insertion or, or and the function, right? So we we got real deep and um, learned a lot there. And after I graduated and got my certificate through that school, I went on to take my NASM certification. And uh, I passed that test first time around, which was great because uh, every time you fail, you have to pay again to take it. <laughs> and oh, so <laughs> uh, it was nice not having to pay that, that money a second time. Um, but I uh, took my NASM and I started training in-house. So I was traveling around to people's homes um, and trying to deliver my service that way. And then I decided, you know what? Um, I've done this long enough. I feel as if I want to learn more from peers and people yeah. and have more people around me doing the same thing. And when you're traveling in home training, you're doing it by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I decided to uh, to stop the in-home training and I and I got myself <laughs> a job at a gym. It was a startup. Yeah. And um and that went pretty well for a while until I essentially felt like um I was I don't want to say outgrowing because it sounds kind of uh ego driven where I feel like I'm better than them, which I don't. I, I learned a lot. Yeah, I learned a lot from them and it was an amazing experience, but um there was only so far I could go in that yeah. environment. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I moved on and I started training um, Equinox in Boston mm-hmm. and Back Bay, which was also a great experience where I learned a lot, um, taught me how to be a little bit more organized and um, also appreciate like the grind because there was days where I was there, at, you know, opening up at 5 a.m. and closing at 10 or yep. 11, right? And so, um, to, you know, respecting the grind a little bit, but uh, that ended up being just not necessarily for me, mm-hmm. per se. I decided I was going to head in a slightly different direction, not because I didn't like Equinox, but more or less because um, <clears throat> there's a lot of different factors and reasons behind it. But long story short, I ended up moving on and finding something that works better for my specific okay. situation, which is where I am now. Um, where I am now is Rebirth Body Transformation Center. Yep. It's a uh, studio, so it's it's a it's a boutique studio. It's tight knit. You can only come and work out if you have an appointment. It's there's no open gym. Um, you have to be working with a trainer to come there. And uh, here's where I'd say I've learned the most, and I've really been able to grow the most. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. um, ever since I've been here, I got my level one and level two precision nutrition certification. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to every perform better for the past four or five years, constantly getting continuing <laughs> education credits, um, doing all types of different seminars and, and weekend, um, conferences and things like that, just to constantly better my craft and learn as much as possible. And ever since getting started here, we've, we've taken a really deep dive into, uh, 
growth mindset and, and habit change. And so yeah. we're not just focused on, okay, let's get a crazy workout and get your heart rate up and get you sweating. It's also about the habit change. We also, you know, do nutrition and we try to approach um, health and fitness as holistically as possible. And that's uh, kind of my training history in a nutshell. I I'm not sure if you wanted anything before training, but as far as training goes, that's that's yeah, where so I was but that's, Yeah, man, that's congrats, bro. That's I mean, I, I remember where we was at before and where you at today, man. You came a long way, bro. As, as did we all. But man, I'm proud of you how far you've come and the man you are today, man. Real talk, man. I appreciate I that, like, man. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um your background, like before the fitness and all that too. Um. I wanted to ask you, was there any, like, pivotal points along your journey, like, before you got into fitness that, like, shifted your the trajectory of your life uh, to uh, where you are today, like, shifted you along this path? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say there's a handful of those situations. Um, if I had to pick one, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily uh, a situation that happened to me. Um, more or less, one day, I was just really sitting there and taking part in like a little bit of introspection, looking into, you know, all the things that I've done that have led me to where I was at that point in time, and mm -hmm. thing, things I wanted to change and, and be better at, and. and uh, I just realized one day, honestly, I, I at that age, a younger age of somewhere between like 19 and 21, give or take, uh, I realized it, this was probably a little bit pride and ego driven, but I'm not mad at it because it's helped me get to where I want to be today. I just realized like I'm never going – I never want to be someone who needs – to ask for, you know, too much help. And I say too much, I emphasize that because everybody needs to ask for help at some point, yeah, right? Yeah, at some point we all need help. Yep, but I never wanted to be someone who relied on somebody else to take care of them. Um, I wanted to be independent. I wanted to not only grow physically, that's when I first started getting into fitness, right around that age as well. Yeah. I wanted not, not only to grow physically and everything, but also like, I realized I was making a lot of poor choices in life and, mm -hmm. and doing some things that, you know, were not serving me and helping me progress at all. And uh, I just decided one day, like, I refuse to continue to be this person who's just essentially throwing away potential, throwing away mm -hmm. an opportunity to have a better quality life. And so one day the switch just like flipped in my head while I was doing this introspection where I was like, I can't, I can't continue to go down this path. I've got to, I've got to be more, I've got to be self-sufficient and, and, um, be able to take care of myself and, and all those things. And so, um, I don't really know how I necessarily, um, yeah. like I said, I can get, I can get into maybe a couple, a couple more specific instances and scenarios if you, Bro, if you, you want time, me to. You all right. All right. Well, uh, I mean, when I was, 16 I got arrested for some relatively serious charges like uh mm -hmm. the actual the actual situation itself was not 
um, was nothing like, in my opinion, crazy. Like if you if you heard this, you'd be like, oh, that's it, not a big deal, right? But yet, wrong place, wrong time, and different factors in that situation made it so much more serious than it actually was. So yeah. I've got no problem saying like. I got arrested for armed robbery and possession of a class B, which is one of the worst uh, drug substances you can have. Um, uh, the armed robbery was because somebody actually had a knife in their pocket, like nothing was actually used. And yeah. it was in a, it was in a school zone and we were driving a car without a license operating elite, like tons of stuff that just added up and yeah. piled on top of each other. And like the actual situation wasn't, uh, like wasn't big somebody asked yeah, to, like some, really. yeah somebody was like trying to sell us something and we just were like okay well yeah. we'll buy it and then we actually were like no we're just gonna take it because there's three of us and one of you so you should you should just get out of the car type of thing mm -hmm. we didn't actually do anything physically to hurt anybody we just happened to be on the wrong street that was too close to a school zone yeah. someone ha happened to have a knife in their pocket that they did not pull out mm -hmm. um Obviously, we were driving illegally, so that was bad and, yeah. and whatnot. And, like, you know, but either way, that situation really got me, like, focused on, all right, well, I can't be getting in trouble because being on probation for, you know, two years until I was 18, if I got in any type of trouble, those charges essentially would I, – I would, I would end up facing time – in juvenile and possibly adult um, prisons for those charges, even even if like what I got in trouble for was minor, right? Yeah. So essentially, I they were they were giving me a pass, so to speak, and putting me on probation. But if I got in any trouble, then that would reopen it, and I could face the the time I was facing, which at the time was like something ridiculous, like fifteen to twenty years Ooh. in jail. So. That was like a game changer for me when I was like, whoa, like I <laughs> doing essentially nothing. Oh my God. Yeah. Doing essentially nothing that I thought was a big deal. Nobody like, we didn't like run and stick up a store, like no, no nothing crazy. Like, yeah. but this thing could potentially completely ruin my life. And so that got me thinking a little bit more clearly and I got better but I was also 16 at the time so I was still a child and I and I it took me time to really get myself in a place where I could handle my emotions and my anger and like yeah. all that stuff better so yeah. I wasn't just responding emotionally to situations and I could um handle myself like a like a man rather than a boy and um yeah. and I got there and I figured it out but it still took time but the fact that I was, you know, on probation and so on and so forth did keep me in check and did help me start to get my stuff together. And I had some bumps in, in bruises along the road, you know, mm -hmm. as time went on, it wasn't just like perfect from there, but mm -hmm. that I would say was a pivotal point for me being like, Whoa, all right. Like things got to change and I got to figure this out sooner than later. So from that point on, cool. I started making some adjustments and like I said, hit a few bumps in the road, but eventually figured it all out and, and was able to make some better choices to now have a, a really great life. Like exactly. I can't complain about where I'm at. That's what's up. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't, I couldn't imagine going through something like that. Bro. That's, that's crazy, man. But 
it comes those times like it's either you I mean either going to continue along that path and see where it takes you that fast life like a lot of people just get addicted to skating by the the law and all that but eventually that's going to catch up to you you know you can't escape that shit forever yeah that stuff in my experience tends to be pretty short term yeah Um, it's called fast life for a reason it's you get into it real fast you get the money real fast you get into all that stuff real fast but it does not last not it's not meant to last, you know? Exactly. So the, the road either leads you to dead in jail, like literally. You know? Yeah. But it's yep. like one of those times, it's like it's like the crossroads. Like you can either continue along this path and keep just skating by the law, keep just skating by death, or you can change your life and go to another route. And you chose you you chose the higher path. So I commend you for that, bro. Thanks, Thanks man. Takes a lot of inner strength, a lot of you know, embracing your character, like standing firm in your character and what you believe in, and what you believe in your life to really overcome that. You know, absolutely. Your surroundings are only telling you to go along that that path, that fast life path. Is that, you know, if all your surroundings, you still still stand firm in your character and overcome it and go the higher route like that takes a lot of strength absolutely man and it takes a lot of not only strength but like you gotta get a little bit um a little bit more comfortable with getting out of i guess your your comfort zone Mm -hmm. um because that stuff can like if you get used to doing all those things and it becomes the norm like it can be scary to, to try to switch it up, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know, you got certain friends around you and certain people and, yeah. you know, you're scared of how you're going to look or what they're going to think exactly. or whatever. And it's like, I think that's the main contributing factor is, like, how you might look to people around you if you can if you start switching it up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know, I I, know, like, you know, me back in the day. I mean, I've never really engaged in too much of that stuff, but, you know, back in the days when I was around people like that, I... And I started to do stuff that I actually liked and wanted to, you know, go a better path, go on a better path. It's like, what is people going to start to think about? And then I was like, eventually I was just like, fuck it. I was just like, you know what? I got my life to live. I'm not living for nobody else but myself. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to make yeah. that choice, man. You got to make that choice. You got to live for them or you got to live for you. You know? Absolutely. And there is that transition period of like, you know, I, I stopped doing a lot of things. I stopped drinking. I stopped smoking. I stopped doing a lot mm-hmm. of things as time went on. And uh, yeah, and people people treat you differently, as, whether it's they differently about you or they feel a certain way about themselves. I, I I realize that with a lot of transitions and changes in how I approach my life, I have a lot of old friends that don't like at that time wouldn't wouldn't call me anymore didn't want to hang out as much anymore or whatever and I wasn't I didn't realize then now looking back it feels like whether they felt like I was judging them or I thought I was better than them or whatever the case is that's what it seems like to me now where it's like you know they were still things they were like oh well he's you know he's not doing this anymore and he he changed his his attitude his personality changed all the stuff so I did position phase that people look at you differently, they feel mm-hmm. differently around you, and then maybe they stop chilling with you or calling you and, yeah. and whatever. And it's like, 
you know, in some instances, maybe not all, but some instances, like, it, it may be better they're not calling you all the time because yeah. if you've got bigger aspirations and mm-hmm. instead of just whether it's drinking, smoking, doing some yeah. bad things, partying all the time, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. you, and you're going to do more, but you're just kind of finding yourself stuck in that, that realm, like, yeah. it's 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 okay to make the shifts you know people are going to feel however they feel no matter what you do right so you're never you're never going to make everybody happy so just do make the shift if that's what you got to do you know exactly yeah yeah one thing i just it's been hard for me to even like to like embrace that but it's like the older i get the more it's like i stand firm and like you really you can't you can't please any everybody you know what i mean it's like and to even think you can is like an, it's a very irrational, it's a very harmful train of thought. Oh, yeah. And what I aim to do these days is I treat everybody, with, you know, with respect. I never, I'm, I'm never openly disrespectful or intend to be, but, you know, I treat everybody with dignity and respect. And I stand, but I also stand firm in what I believe and I stand firm in, you know, my well-being, you know. And yeah. If I'm to if I'm to, to think that I can please everybody, that's not standing firm in my well being because that's detrimental to your well being. You know, that's draining to your energy and you know it stresses you out. You know, because you can't please everybody. Everybody has different things that they like and want you to do. You're gonna they're gonna pull you in every which direction. You gotta stand firm in what you believe in and your well being, and you gotta do what you gotta do for yourself at the end of the day, and then. Once you fill your cup, then you can start pouring into other people's cups. You know what I mean? But you cannot please everybody. I still you rational train of thought. You know, so. Absolutely, man. You're spot on, bro. Real talk, man. It's, the older I get, the more it's like I learn these things. It's, it's, and it, it helps you in every situation, but especially like in the workplace. Like you, you can't please everybody, man. You cannot please everybody. So. So you gotta do what's best for you at the end of the day, and you know, make yourself happy. Do you know, do things that make you happy, and and you cannot rely on anybody else to make you happy either. You can't, especially a loved one. Man. You know, you're trying to get in. You like a girl. You can't. You can't expect her to make you happy. Man. No, definitely not. Not expect her to bring you happiness. You gotta bring your happiness upon yourself. And she got to bring her happiness upon herself. And together, you come together with your own, with each other, your own happiness, fulfilled happiness. And it's, it, it can be great. But you can't rely on somebody else to make you happy. You got to make yourself happy and do what makes you happy at the end of the day, you know? Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's real talk, man. But, uh, but yeah, um, so what is it that you love, like, the most about fitness? Like, what is it that fulfills you the most about like working out and fitness? So I realized, especially recently, um, that like I've got for lack of a better for lack of a better phrase, I've got this superpower where <laughs> I somehow have figured out how to really help people and it's mostly general population people because that's usually who needs this right but like really really help people realize 
like their true potential and what they're mm-hmm. capable of, right? Like, and and then not only do I help them realize that, but then help them see that it's very, very possible, and it mm-hmm. and it's and it's something that they can accomplish. So, like health and fitness, a lot of people think like working out and nutrition but there's so much like mental that goes into it and there's so much growth mindset versus fixed mindset that goes into it as well and I feel like I've kind of done a really good job tapping into the growth mindset and then and then being able to share that with people and helping them realize like oh man I can do this I Mm -hmm. do I do deserve this this is realistic um you know, and, and I can't accomplish all the goals I've always wanted to accomplish because most people that I work with, I have realized that they do not feel confident at all about yeah. what they're doing. They don't feel like they deserve it at all. They don't feel yeah. like it's possible. And in uh, helping them realize like, oh, wait, no, like those things are not true and I can accomplish this mm-hmm. is... uh it's like one of my favorite things to do when somebody yeah. when that when that switch flips and you see somebody all of a sudden go from not believing in themselves, constantly self-sabotaging, can't figure out how to get past where they're at. And then all of a sudden the switch flips and like everything is just firing in all cylinders. They're losing the weight yeah. they want to lose or putting on the muscle they want to put on. And all of a sudden everything's going well. Like that's just that's just fun. Like it's yeah. it's exciting to be like I don't take the credit for it because it's not me. I'm not putting in the work. They still have to go do, they still have to go do the work. I'm just guiding, trying to guide them in the right direction. And I've been able to be lucky enough to experience that on a, uh, on a, on a pretty uh, deep level with a lot of people. And the experience has been fun, honestly. Yeah, I feel that, bro. 100%. There's no, yeah. there's no better feeling than that, man. You know, once you know to see where they came from, like the, you know, the beginnings, like especially, in, it, it begins in the mind, bro. Like you, just how they talk about themselves and self-talk, like, like I can't do that. You're crazy. But just to start building them up through yep. encouragement, positive reinforcement, getting them to, just seeing that shift. You know what I mean? Oh my God! Yeah. It's just, just to, just to even start to see it, it's like, wow. And just, and then from there, you just guide them along the path, and it's just like, wow. Uh, this, that's, that's an empowering thing in itself. Like, that's, that's, that's my, that's my pain at the end of the day. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I, I, lo- I love that, just seeing that, just seeing somebody just make that shift. And it's, and it's all within them, you know. Yep. It's all gradually within them, you know telling them they can do it they can do it you know and then they finally do it and it's like wow i can do this i can do more i can do more show and it shows them the more they do and more the more it shows them that they can do you know so it's just uh, that's great man that's great it's a great answer um and i'm I'm sure i know you're around like a lot of people and uh rebirth a lot of clients you have a lot of different clients from different backgrounds um and a lot of people that are probably unsure about how to, you know, really get into the fitness, uh, fitness and health and nutrition. Uh, what are the, like the most common, like misconceptions people have about 
getting into fitness and nutrition? That you as far up? as when you say when you say getting into, do you mean like um, if they're trying to change their bodies in some way? Or... Yeah, yeah. Like people okay. have like never like worked out before. Like it's kind of like scared to get into it. Got it. I wasn't sure if you meant like trainers who were like trying to get into fitness or something. Oh but no, got no. It. it's like it's like clients. Got it. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. At the end of the day, I think the I'd say the biggest misconception for for people trying to first start to whether it's lose weight or whatever the case is, I'd, I'd I'll use lose weight because that's the most common. Um. But the biggest misconception is thinking that all that they need to eat or or all they need to do is eat less and move more. And that's going to be the, the, the solution for them. When in reality, eating less and moving more is actually probably not the best solution. What, yeah. what we, it, it really does depend on each individual. But when I say eating less and eating more, that means most, most people who think like that are saying, well, on some iceberg lettuce and <laughs> eat, a little, eat a little bit of chicken breast every so often. And, and I'm, and, and I'm going to be good. And it's like, not that iceberg lettuce or chicken breast are bad. Neither, neither of them are bad. They're yeah. fine. Um, but that is not the solution to what I, I can almost promise you, no matter who's listening to this, that's not the solution to your problem and what you're trying to figure out. Um, so just eating a little bit of greens and some protein isn't, isn't going to be the end all be all for you. You're going to have to change some things a little bit. And um, really focus on getting some variety in your food and making sure you eat enough for your body to recover and for your body to build some muscle because that's the only way you're going to increase your metabolism, building a little bit of muscle, helping you burn a little bit more fat, so on and so forth. Um, but I'd say that's the biggest misconception. Okay, bro. Appreciate that, man. Um, kind of branching off of that topic, um... Like, if you were able to give, like, somebody that's, like, that knows nothing about diet or nutrition, like, if somebody, like, all has all, only, uh, only has, like, McDonald's and Burger King and KFC around them, like, they have no good food options around them, like, what would be some advice that you would give them, like, about diet or their nutrition? Well, I think... The first thing I'll say is if they literally have nothing around them but bad food, they should probably move or <laughs> or uh, look for look for some look for something else because I'm I'm sure that hopefully that's not actually the case. But with, with that being said, if we're, if we're talking scenario, bro, worst case scenario. Yeah, totally, totally, <laughs> absolutely. That, that would be my first suggestion would be move or Get learn how to grow. Here. Or learn how to grow some some fruits and veggies and uh, try to set yourself up that way first. But um, let's let's say let's say you're you're like us, right? We live like in. They got a grocery store around them, like what, yeah, what they aim for. Totally right, exactly. So let's say you're like us. You got a you got a local grocery store, the whole nine. Um, if you if you're trying to if you're trying to eat better, there there are extremes, right? If you're if you're getting you know, Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and stuff every day. And then you're yeah. trying to all of a sudden jump onto the whole food train and only eat whole foods and so on and so forth. Like odds are you're probably going to struggle and it may not be as successful as you'd like it to be. And 
the last thing you want to do is approach something and fail because nobody really likes to fail unless you have a true growth mindset. A lot yeah. of people don't don't like to fail, right? And um, yeah, it's a, it does take a while to build growth mindset. And like, it doesn't mean growth mindset can be built in many different forms and ways. Like you could have a growth mindset for work and not have a growth mindset for family exactly. or a growth mindset for family and not for fitness. So, you know that's what I mean? Like, yeah, that's so the, yeah. Many, many different avenues and dimensions towards the growth mindset. Yeah, so that's not, so. It's not to say you don't necessarily have one. Um, it's just to say that you might not know how to apply it in that specific area that you're now trying to develop, yeah. right? So, um, so that's one thing. But to go to go back to the whole point of bringing growth mindset up is, you know, failing. If you're trying to lose weight and, and you fail, it's it's pretty demoralizing. And if you keep failing, it can just get worse and worse and worse to the point where like you don't you don't really want to try anymore. So my first suggestion would be don't go from zero to sixty. You can yeah. start by making small little changes that would help you improve. So I'll give you a couple different scenarios since we, we got a little time here. I'll give you um an extreme scenario, if you're eating, you know, candy and Hostess donuts and McDonald's every day, then maybe switch the candy bar to like a protein bar, right? Because yeah. um, you can still get a little bit of chocolate and you can still get something that tastes yeah. good and yeah. the whole nine. There's some good protein bars out there. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you get some protein when you eat that bar, right? So... So that'd be like step one, uh, maybe add a protein bar, boom, that's, that's, it's helping you improve a little bit. Right. And that's what it's all about. It's, it's incremental change. And so uh, you can start with something like that. Maybe for your, for your, like your food, um, you could do like a grab a rotisserie chicken that's already made at the grocery store or something. You mm -hmm. know, um, I still do, I still do that to this day. And I, I don't, I don't need, yeah, I don't eat fast food ever, and so like that, I I still do the rotisserie chicken here. So so it's yeah, it's just such a it's just such a good option. Um, but even if rotisserie, yeah, yep, exactly. And then if and then if um, you know, if you, let's say you didn't like the rotisserie chicken or something, you could always get like some sort of um frozen chicken or something like that, you know, and and yeah. have something to chef up there. So again. Is that the best thing for you to eat? Probably not, but it's better than going to McDonald's, okay. right? So we can totally talk about things and shift there. But let's say you're somebody who is starting to do a little bit less fast food. You're trying to cook at home, but you find yourself cooking like fried chicken and, 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 and whatever the case is, I, um, something that may not be as healthy. Like it's just as simple as trying to find like some good quality substitute. So perfect example. My fiance actually loves bread and loves having, you know, bread in the morning. And me too, doesn't me too. Yeah, I know, right? Who, who doesn't love bread? If you don't love bread, I'm I'm questioning your character. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm not doing it. But uh but if uh she's trying to improve, she decided that you know, one of her friends actually um, put her onto this tapioca flour, and mm -hmm. I don't even—I don't even know exactly how she does it. So, if anybody's interested in this recipe and they want to try it, you're gonna have to reach out to to Devin 
he'll let me know. I've actually sent it over to him and he yeah, can give it to you guys. But uh, but essentially, she's got this tapioca flour that she's using to kind of make uh, a bread-like substance. And she's wow. scr scrambling eggs in the morning and putting mm -hmm. the eggs into the tapioca flour like wrap type thing. That's what it ends up like the consistency is more like a wrap so to speak right okay um and so like and it it's actually really easy to make and it and it's something that again if you if you love bread in the morning you don't have to completely feel like you're deprived and like you're not and you don't have it yeah. and it's also not extremely difficult so you don't have to be like oh man i gotta spend all this extra time prepping and doing this or that like this is actually an easy one and so yeah. it's really good substitute and and that's what we're trying to do is figure out substitutes and like maybe you're uh maybe you're a little bit further down the road and you're you are eating a pretty balanced dinner or so right but 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 lunch isn't as great as you'd like it to be and you're trying to improve on lunch maybe you're in a position where you're doing um you know dinners chicken some sweet potato some broccoli it's looking good but then breakfast you're in a rush so you, you jet out the door you didn't prep lunch and now on lunch you're, you're, you're looking for you know whatever right um who who knows what store sometimes yeah. you have to think about like you can make better better choices like if you were typically going to go to something like kind of unhealthy let's just use mcdonald's because that's mm -hmm. on the forefront of my mind like maybe you can <laughs> shift over shift over to like getting be good or yeah uh, you know what i mean like something yeah. that has a little bit better quality and then also if you if you start to understand nutrition a little bit better you can pick apart the menus a little bit and pick some of the healthier better quality options on each of those menus because each menu has like some pretty good stuff and then yeah. some like oh okay stuff right as you as <laughs> yeah. you uh kind of explore that stuff but uh getting some help someone who understands nutrition a little bit to teach you that stuff so then you can start to figure it out how to do it on your own is good but my ultimate key is like if you're trying to get better everything you do should be leaning closer and closer to eating whole foods on a consistent basis and trying mm -hmm. to that whole shop the perimeter when you go to the grocery store is, is, is a good piece of advice. Like you, you go to the produce section, you get everything you need there, fruits, veggies, whatever you go to the outskirts and get some meat. Um, and then maybe some milk and eggs, or if you don't do milk, maybe some almond milk or coconut milk or something, some eggs, whatever. And, and, and you're pretty much good to go. Um, and you can obviously you want to do some grains, grab some, some grains, brown rice, quinoa, whatever. But um, but at the end of the day, everything you do should be leaning closer to whole foods because even when you, if you eat whole foods and you're eating vegetables at each meal, you're eating protein and so on and so forth, it's really hard to overeat. So then you kind of don't really have to pay attention to calories and pay attention to amounts. Mm -hmm. your, your body actually kind of will, will do that for you because it's easier to feel full off of, broccoli and chicken and avocado or whatever versus something out of a package those things out of packages are actually literally scientifically engineered to make you want to eat more of it yeah. so it's yeah a lot of people don't realize that but they have scientists in the lab making your doritos and figuring out <laughs> how, how to make doritos like the the most 
pleasing and satisfying for for you to want to be able to keep going back and be like, oh, I want more of those, right? So yeah. it's kind of, but they do it. Yeah, I believe it, bro. That's real yeah. tough. That's some real good advice right there. I took some notes for myself. Yeah, honestly, hold. You got some. You have to send me uh, information on how to make that. Uh, Tapioca, what do you call it again? Honestly, like I just, it, I just call it like a tapioca wrap. I don't even know what she calls it, but it's. I'll I'll have her make it too, and I'll, she made it this morning. But next time, I'll take a picture of it, and then I can send the recipe. It's it's so easy, and it's actually really, it's it's actually pretty tasty. It's a perfect substitute yeah. for bread. Um, yeah. So it's great. Yeah, I can send that over. Yeah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Awesome. Um. Next topic. So, uh, gym motivation. Gym motivation. Um, any advice on how somebody can find some good motivation and um, how to keep it? Yeah. So, uh, the first piece of advice is understand that you're a human and that there's going to be ebbs and flows. And sometimes you're going to be like, yo, I'm trying to go, I'm definitely want to crush the gym. And then sometimes it's, you're not going to want to look at a weight. Right. And so, so at the end of the day, I think, you know, this is different for every individual. I literally never want to crush the gym and that's very rare. So this could be a slightly different, it might have to be a slightly different approach for them. Um, I think the biggest most impactful thing you can do for yourself is figure out like what essentially what type of person you are um, mm. and what is going to actually motivate you. So I always tell people like, I like to use examples of myself mainly because that's the best example that I have, yeah. I have you know? And so, um, so for me, what motivated me to get going was being like, I, Honestly, it was ego driven and pride driven as a young male. I was just tired of being small with no muscle. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to push myself. And that was enough motivation for me to get going. Plus, I started utilizing like going on YouTube mm-hmm. and just typing in motivational videos. You can find motivational videos for anything. Yeah, so, it, yeah, if you haven't, if, yeah, YouTube, the, the I mean, yeah. oh my God, yeah, ET is awesome. <laughs> yeah he's he's hands down one of my favorites um i mean he's the number one motivational speaker in the world for a reason right and so he he's great but you could literally type in workout motivation run yoga motivate like it doesn't really matter like you type in a specific you know sport or or activity you're trying to do and you will find some sort of motivational video on that and i'll be the first to say that honestly I've um, I've experienced some really cool um, motivational or I should say energy building videos that like to this day are saved and on cue. And if I'm like struggling, whether it's with work, life, mm-hmm. gym, whatever, I just throw those on and I already know they're going to put me in the, in the right mindset and the right place for me to push forward and succeed and, and, and end up, you know, end up where I want to be versus you know, wherever else I might end up if I don't do those things, you know? So I'd say, you know, that is one way to do it. But the introspection and figuring out, like, are you somebody that... uh, Some people may say, like, oh, it's vain to want to fit in that bikini, 
you know, at 45 and it's vain to want to like have all those muscles and, and have a six pack and, and you're just being, um, you know, you're only worried about how you look and all this. Exactly. And it's like, temporary. look, yeah, it, it totally can be temporary. Absolutely. But if you're somebody who is motivated from that, who cares? Like use it. Right. Yeah. Like I, I think at the end of the day, if you get motivated from that, it's not going to hurt you. <laughs> like you're hopefully you don't end up, you know, a narcissist or being or anything <laughs> like that. I, I think that's, I think that's why people don't like it because, you know, people who tend to think that way can head down that path or already are, are on that path. And then yeah. it just makes it worse. But like, if you're just, a, if you're aware of like, Hey, I just like to look good and I want to look better. Um, yeah. That's okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you're, and if you're working out to just be stronger and live a longer, healthier life, like that's perfectly fine too. But you got to figure out what that is. I'll I'll give you guys a quick story. But um, one of my clients, one time when I first met her, she comes in and one of her reasons for being there is she was like, you know, I'm, I'm an older mom. She's uh, 46 right now, 40. 45 or 46 okay. her daughters her daughters are like 12 or 13 and then the the younger one is i think nine or so right mm. so young teen uh another daughter on her way to being a teenager and she's like i've got a long i've got a long way to go like my girls have a lot of growing up to do and then on top of that i uh I want to be around when they have kids so I can be, you know, a good grandmother and help out and do, you know, do whatever my girls need and be able to run around with the grandkids and all that stuff. And so for her, like her motivation was setting an example of being a strong woman for her young daughters and also being able to, you know, help out when she, when she's older and she's 70 or whatever the case is. And her daughters have girls or boys or, kids whatever she wants to be able to be an active grandmother in that role versus you know someone who may be old and can't move that well or whatever she's like i want to still be able to run around with the grandkids at that point and i've had kids late so that's going to be it's going to be hard but uh, but that's what i want you know and so like that she is one of my most successful clients because she had a true motivation yeah, she had true intrinsic motivation, and that made a big difference. So there's a difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Mm. And extrinsic is something more like the six-pack abs, the bikini, whatever. Yeah. Not, It's not wrong. It's yeah. a type of motivation for a reason. But typically, for most people who aren't narcissists, is essentially <laughs> that that is um, – not sustainable and it doesn't last anywhere near as long as the intrinsic motivation Mm -hmm. like what really matters to you do you want to do you want to like for me one of my intrinsic motivators is like i want to still be playing basketball and and getting buckets when i'm 50 and so like i've got work to do if i'm going to be able to play this game until i'm 50 and maybe even older you know so um that's one of mine and and if you find some intrinsic motivation that can be big but i'll be the first to tell you of course a six-pack and i like being in good shape like what who's gonna who's gonna say you know what i really don't want the six-pack anymore the more you see those changes like the more it 
you know, it adds fuel to the fire to keep going, you know. To Absolutely. See body, like transform like that to see where you came from. Yep. And see where it's going. Like that gives you even more fuel to the fire. But to the real fuel is to find that intrinsic motivation, man. Like you were talking about. Like, exactly. That's, that's, that's the real fuel. That that's what's gonna last. All the other stuff, it's like it's like this uh it's like additives, it's like supplements on top of what's what's real, you know? Yeah. Actually, like something that really hits home, like it really hits to your core. Like, man, it's like for me, it's like when I'm in the gym, I still see the old me, and and when I I try and see the old me as I'm lifting the weights and I'm trying to I'm trying to push past that boundary, and it's like I I remember how I used to feel back in the day when I was younger. And I never want to feel that again. So I, I, I look, try to look hard enough to still see that old me. And the more I keep pushing, I keep pushing. That pain I felt back in the day, I keep pushing. You know? And it, yeah. it really, it, it gets me through it. It gets me past it, you know? Absolutely. You know I like that, man. Yeah, like, I, I know what I felt back in the day, and I never want to feel that again. And I never want anybody around me to feel that. So I'm a I'm gonna do my thing, and I'm, I'm gonna get this weight up. Let's get it. You know, so as we, you gotta find something that you gotta look deeper from the than the surface. You gotta look deeper than the surface. Yep. To push past that. And I really believe that. I really believe that. Like a lot of people have temporary motivations. Like they want the summer body. They want the they want the this. They want the that. And then once summertime comes and goes, they fall off hard. Yeah. You know? And to be fair to too back, though you know to, yeah to to be fair too though a lot of times what people don't realize is if you don't embrace a little bit of that right like let's say it's it's about the summer body for you or, or whatever mm-hmm. right you, you want to put in that bikini let's say right if you don't embrace a little bit of that sometimes you'll never realize that it wasn't it wasn't just the bikini that mattered. There's some, there's a feeling that came with that that you're exactly. really chasing, because what we're because all we're all really trying to do on a day to day basis, all we're trying to do is feel good, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if we're if we're trying to feel good, we're trying to feel stronger, better, happier, whatever. Um, a lot of times, some of those surface level or seemingly surface level reasons have so much more behind them. You want to fit in the bikini because you like when your husband gives you more compliments or mm-hmm. you like when, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, no, you, there's usually something more behind that. And then when you start to dig into that, then it's like, okay, now we're, now we're cooking. We got some momentum. This is what's going to really, because this is what really matters. Like, yeah, the end result is maybe that bikini or that six pack or whatever. But the reason why you're even trying to get there is because you feel X, Y, and Z and you want to change that and, you know, and whatever the case is. Right. So, um, so that happens more often than you think too. But if you never embrace the fact that that's important to you, sometimes you'll miss out on that. So that's why I tell people it's, it's okay to embrace the surface level, you know, um, goals or aspirations because it usually leads us to what's deeper anyways. For what's real, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I feel you 100%. That's, that's real talk, bro. That's real talk. Yeah. That's real talk. Um, no, thank you. Thank you a lot for all that, man. It's, it's been a great show, man. I, I wanted to have you talk a little bit about uh, your podcast. You have a podcast called The Culture's Mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
been putting on some episodes recently. Yeah, so um, me and my buddy Mike Urso, um, we started this podcast a few months back, um, and it's slow and steady going right now. We're 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 trying to pick things up and get a little bit more consistent. Um, but he's uh, a new entrepreneur, really getting this business off the ground. Um, between me being in school and uh, working full time and all that stuff, sometimes it's it's hard to, to find the time. But essentially, what we're trying to do, and hopefully we'll we'll begin to, like I said, get a bit more consistent and really start knocking out of the park. Is the coach's mind is geared towards coaches who who essentially want to be better coaches, who want to learn how to coach in a much more effective manner, and and give people all the information and knowledge that we've accumulated over I mean between the two of us we've been training for about 16 17 years mm-hmm. and, uh, combined and uh-huh. so you know we got a lot of experience to, to, to give and to dole out and, and to try to teach people like hey here are some of the mistakes we made here are some of the things we found that's a lot more effective and a lot more beneficial um, here's you know just how to be a much uh, better coach overall uh, so that's so that's really what the coach's mind is is, is geared towards. It, uh, anybody who's aspiring to even hire a coach, it, it's great for them too because it may give you a little bit of insight into the mind of a of a coach as well, right? So like if you're someone who wants to do personal training or lifestyle coaching or whatever the case is, um, you can get a, a, an idea of like why we do what we do and how we do what we do and, and the purpose of it. So you realize that there's actually some sort of system behind our, and we're not just like throwing stuff up against the wall. Um, but also that our main focus is if the next generation of coaches coming up and teach them how to be better for their clients and improve their lives, then essentially my reach grows exponentially because one coach could maybe affect hundreds of clients depending on how many clients they coach in their career and same with you know as as we go on like if i get if i help two coaches or three coaches or four coaches all of a sudden i've helped thousands and thousands of people because i've taught these people how to coach a little bit more effectively in a better way and um and and it's had that i guess um residual impact where um people are being treated how they should be treated and they should be coached and my my me and mike's real philosophy is like client clients come first and we and we coach based on the client's needs and not our needs so it's really client client-centered coaching not not coach-centered coaching and we're trying to teach coaches how to do that better that's yeah. what's up bro that's what's up yeah, check, his, check his podcast out the right, coach's mind fourth episode man you got any shout outs you want to give um shout out to julian and rebirth body transformation center we're located in wakefield um learned a lot there he's been a great mentor it's been a fun ride uh shout out to those guys shout out to my fiance for always putting up with my crap and uh and being there for me pushing me to be stronger and better um shout out to my family because you know without them I wouldn't be here. So lots of love for all you guys. And shout out to you guys, you know, Brotherhood Project. Shout out to you for reaching out to me. Love what you guys are doing over there. Been been a supporter since day one, man. Absolutely. You're definitely going to be in the the, um, works. Definitely got a lot more to come. Definitely got a lot more 
events and things to come in the near future. Just stay tuned. Uh, man, that was a real good episode. Appreciate you coming on the show, my guy. Awesome, Until man. Next I can't time, hear it. That's episode number four in the wrap. All right, y'all. Until next time, stay tuned. Later, bro. All right, bro.